Ah, welcome to the Keep Calm and Run to the Best You, the podcast. I'm your host, Coach Tadrice Parker, coaching running, weight loss, and mindset accountability since 2013. Our website is runtothebestyou.com. There you can find our online programs for beginners and beyond. I'm going to show you how walking or running just three days per week can get you into the best shape of your life, empowering our listeners to believe that they can achieve great things. If you are taking up running for weight loss, it will take care of itself as I inspire you to keep your nutrition real. Head over to our website and check out many of our transformational stories. Remember, the thoughts and expressions of this show does not constitute medical advice. Now let's make the rest of our lives the best of our lives and get into this week's show. So it's the Thursday before the big Disney marathon. So I'm about three full days before Sunday morning and it's dark outside. These are just some quick journals that I'm doing and I'm going to share this on the podcast and what am I doing it's uh 4 a.m I'm going for my walk I'm gonna take a two mile jog later today that'll be the last running I'll do before Sunday but what I'm doing on this one mile walk in the morning is I'm just scouring YouTube getting some final tips right and uh, listening to controversy, you know, one video saying to do a, a ton of carb loading, uh, another video saying that you don't need to do that. Um, I'm more of a balanced approach type of person, so uh, I will not go crazy with carbs, especially the way other people think about it. You know, some. Some novice might just jump in there with a pizza and a cheeseburger and just like go crazy with those type of carbs. Uh, I saw some video about uh, eating some olive oil, some brown rice, and even the day before switching over to white rice, right? So just, just different thought patterns. Um, this one video that I was listening to of a lady, she said that, uh, you know, leading up to the race, kind of still eat the same thing that you've been doing, but kind of switch up the ratios a little bit. So if you're having, uh, some, some pasta with protein, you know, you might want to still have the protein, but just a little bit less and a little more of the, the pasta or whatnot. Uh, I found some gluten-free pasta this week, some lentil pasta. I'm going to have that uh, chickpea pasta, actually, the one that I found. I had the lentil pasta the other day, and now tonight I'm going to have some chicken breast with lentil pasta. So when it comes to going to Disney, though, you know, as I'm taking in this information on this walk, you have to really plan your stuff out. I mean, one thing that was brought out was like you might not want to be on your feet the day of the the day before the race walking around and guess what i got a 12 year old and we're going to hollywood studios Woo! we'll see how that gonna turn out because i probably put in like 
20,000 steps that day or something, you know? So I have to be strategic with, all right, what ride are we going to go on next, you know? Probably, probably I need to sit down as much as possible to keep myself off, off my feet so that I have the energy to run 26.2. That's my journal for Thursday, January the 6th. Talk to you, talk to you again tomorrow. All right, guys, it's Friday, February 7th, 5.30 a.m. I'm at the Atlantic City Airport leaving this place. It is snowing like crazy in Jersey, so I can't wait to get to that warm Florida heat, get to the expo to pick up my bib, and hopefully see Jeff Galloway. Uh, every time I went down to the expo, I got a chance to see Jeff and uh, learn and continue to give testimonials for the run walk runner because it was him that uh, i was introduced to run walk run to and we adopted it to our program and and here we go about to run my first marathon let's get it all right guys this just got real i got my bib in hand number 805 came to the expo i'm here live right now so many people looking forward to this 26.2 mile run i ended up picking up one of these muscle massagers oh man ready for some pliability like i talked about a couple of episodes ago with that tb12 method and uh walking through seeing my man jeff galloway got a couple of pictures talked to the pacers so i am so set for tomorrow you know the weather's going to be a little humid tomorrow so it's very important that when you're running a marathon or whatever distance that you are if you're using the run walk run remember to uh do a little mop be a little more modest when because the weather conditions can really uh have you feeling strong at first but it can zap a lot of your soul as you go along so you want to you want to be able to go out with a nice consistent pace and uh, keep the heat into consideration. So this is my first 26.2, and I'm definitely going to hang with the Pacers for a long majority of it. Uh, it's always advisable to take a look at your race course. I uh, got a chance to really see a big view of it besides just on my phone. And I'm going to tell you something, man. After we leave Magic Kingdom, I, I didn't realize you run around Epcot for like five miles, but then you head out to Magic Kingdom, and you're going to be at like mile 10, 11, and 12 just running through the kingdom. And then between running from the kingdom, uh, the magic kingdom to animal kingdom, oh my goodness, this just looks like no man's land. Mile 14, 15, 16, until you get to animal kingdom in 17, that's just a long what looks to be boring. So I'll check in. We'll see how it goes. All right. Talk to you later. All right, guys. It's Saturday, January 9th. I'm on my morning walk. It's very, very beautiful here. It is actually, I'm standing in Disney All-Star Music Resort. So I'm staying at All-Star Movies. I stayed at All-Star Movies back in 2020 when I came and I was in a Toy Story zone. And this time, I'm in Mighty Ducks. So during my walk though, I kind of peruse the area, check out other spots. This is really cool. Nice, big country boots, uh, music notes everywhere. Really nice. It's peaceful here and a lot of birds. Um, so it's the big it's the day before the big race. Right. And so 
I may have said this on Thursday when I was like visualizing this whole thing and actually looking up stuff even for my own self because I never did a marathon before as to uh, how the day before should go. So yesterday at the expo and just walking around Disney Springs, I actually put on five and a half miles and I also did my one mile a day streak. So I put on six and a half miles yesterday just walking around. So the day before you do the full marathon, it is advised to stay off your feet as much as possible. However, if you were in a, you know, the, the person that did the video was in Paris and they walked around Paris before they did the marathon. Right. Uh, when you were at this destination place, I mean, how are you going to stay off your feet? Right. Um, unless, of course, you do some proper planning, which um we're going to Hollywood Studios today. So there will be a lot of walking involved. I did get a good night's sleep. I didn't rush up, you know. Uh, I slept until about 7.30. You know, that's late for me, right? 7.30, 7.45. And I'm taking my time getting there. You know, my son's not in a rush to get there. I'm not in a rush to get there, right? If he was begging and, and pleading, uh, that'd be a different story. But I'm gonna have a good, good day. I'm gonna have a good day. Make sure I eat dinner um, a little bit not too late so that I'm not super heavy in the morning. So I'm going to try to eat dinner around um, 6.37 p.m. And then I'm done eating for the day, right? I'm not going to snack tonight. I want to wake up feeling light, ready to go. All right. That's my tips for today. That's what that's my plan for today. Um, I hope this podcast helps you out with navigating. Um, one thing that I did eat for dinner last night um, it wasn't it wasn't the best. You know, when you go to Disney and you go to these different restaurants, you know, don't forget if you go to a sit down restaurant, ask them for what you want. Right. Maybe they don't have um, a grilled chicken, you know, baked potato on the, on that menu on the, as an option. Sometimes you might just say, listen, because one of the first things they did was ask me if I had food allergies. Right. So if you on a particular diet, let sit go to a place that or will sit down with you and ask you something like that. Have a waiter, waiter or waitress ask you something like that, right? Because if you go to a fast food place or a pizza joint, you're going to get whatever they make. But if you go sit down to eat, now we went to Strike Zone. Was it called Strike Zone? Huh. I forget the name of it, but it's in Disney Springs and it's a bowling alley, but it's an extravagant restaurant at the same time. It was really cool. My son got some sushi and uh, my wife and I, we got some nachos. So I did I did go crazy on the nachos, uh, but the three of us shared it. So I couldn't go too crazy. And I got a spicy chicken bowl. And so I wanted the rice. That's what I wanted. I'm not a big rice eater typically, but it was sticky sushi rice. And I wanted those carbs for the race. Right. And so I had some spicy chicken. Now it wasn't grilled, but let's say let's say they had a Caesar salad. Right. They did have Caesar salad on the menu. I could have asked them for hey, can you please substitute that that spicy fried chicken that you're going to put on there? Right. I didn't even notice that what kind of chicken was going to be served. But, it, you know, going back in time, if I was concerned about this, I would have said, can you put the grilled chicken on the spicy chicken bowl so I don't get that fried stuff? You know what I mean? So these are the type of things that you want to be concerned about. So today, like I said, today I'm going to Hollywood Studios and I'm going to be there all day. And to, like, so I'm going to be eating dinner there. I won't be going to Hollywood. I won't be going to Disney Springs. So what I'm going to do 
I've been there before and there's a like a old fashioned restaurant there that you can order some mashed potatoes and like, you know, just home style cooking. So that's the place I'm going to go for dinner tonight. And I am going to try to get some potatoes so I can use those carbs for my run tomorrow. So once again, guys, now I'm officially closing this day out on the podcast and I am in hopes to find someone that I can interview for the podcast. I haven't really you know, warmed up to anybody as of yet. You know, we still dealing with COVID, so I don't want to be all in people's faces. So if I get an interview, that'd be cool. If not, I hope uh, everybody understands. That's my time for today. I will talk to you tomorrow morning as I'm heading for the big show. Oh, I have to hop back in here for Saturday. I forgot to tell you. I also laid out all my clothes and did a hashtag flat lay. All right. I didn't even know that was a thing. So I've been doing that for a long time. And you see runners do that. They have all their gear laid out flat. You know, the the heart rate monitor, if they use one, their earphones, the headband. All right. Any any other gadgets or costumes that they put around it. Right. Got my sneakers on, you know, laid out on the spread out on the bed. And I did that this morning before I even went for my walk. And uh, my wife said, what, what are you doing that for? The race isn't until tomorrow morning, right? So you want to do that the day before. And since I am going to be at Hollywood Studios tonight, I didn't want to do it. I didn't want to come in late and try to find everything. And it's a good thing that I did that because, you know, things will spread out. I was like, where is my heart rate monitor? Where Where is um, the white pair of socks that I packed, right? So uh, you don't want to be rushing around doing that stuff first thing in the morning. Absolutely not. And then be worried about taking a hashtag flat lay pick. You know what I'm saying? So did that the day before. Here we go. All right. Talk to you tomorrow. Sunday, January 9th, 2022. Just walked out the hotel room, taking that walk to the bus. Good morning. It all comes down to this, ladies and gentlemen. And I wanted to give a shout out to some amazing people that uh, gave me some support along the way. We had uh, did a post on my social media feed and uh, I said, who wants me to run what mile for them? And so all kinds of people was uh, throwing in some comments as to what mile they wanted me to run for them. And uh I decided to play a little game. I tried to figure out, like, I'm big into sports. So what what athletes wore this particular number? You know, and it was like some all-time greats, right? So mile four, for example, Brett Favre, right? Green Bay Packers, all-time quarterback, right? You know, a lot of people might say Aaron Rodgers now. Uh, who else we had? Mile four, mile three, Dale Earnhardt Sr. Come on, let's go. Right? Mile 11, Kelly. Shout out to you, Kelly. And uh, mile 18, Danielle Selesey. Shout out to you. Uh, Peyton Manning. Right? I put Peyton Manning for that. I want to go back for a second. Who do I have as number 11? Larry Fitzgerald, wide receiver from the Cardinals. Um, Thank you, Ed Brown. He said, run them all for me. Kim Lester. She says she just wants to see me jump across the finish line. I'm not sure how that's going to work out after 26 miles, but if I got the energy, I'm going to do that for you, Kim. Who else can I shout out real quick? Uh, 
Melissa Southry. She picked number 24. You know, there's, there's some great 24s. Jeff Gordon is my favorite race car driver of all time, number 24. But of course, we got Kobe Bean Bryant. So on tw mile 24, I got to think about Melissa. I want to be thinking about the greats as I run across these miles to, to keep me going, keep me going through, right? Who else we got? <clears throat> Jessica Weinstein. She said mile 16, my favorite quarterback growing up, Joe Montana. Chris Ballard, of course, number 25. And I'm like, who wears number 25? That's such an odd number. And because I live on the uh, East Coast and the Philadelphia 76ers, Ben Simmons is 25, but he's not he's not popular in our area right now, right? So who did I pick? Barry Bonds. So with Chris Ballard, she always says pizza cake. So I'm gonna knock it out of the park in mile 25. And I was waiting a long time to see who would pick my favorite number, my favorite athlete of all time. And of course, Norm McCoy, he's a beast in our area. And he picked number 23, Michael Jordan. <laughs> Let's go. I am so stinking hyped for this daggone thing. I'm, I'm still keeping it cool. Marlon McDonald, shout out to my boy. He told me to go fast, right? Mile eight, he picked mile eight. Daryl Earnhardt Jr., race car driver. Kristen, number 13. A-Rod, Yankees fan right here, baby. All right, listen, I'm going to pop back on because uh, I'm about to get on the bus. So I'm going to pop back on a little bit later and give some more shout-outs to people that commented. Thank you so much. So now we are on the bus. Yo, guys, y'all hype for this thing or what? It's real quiet. Y'all hype? Yeah, I got this podcast going. So y'all hype? Yeah. Run Disney. So who? Who's? Is this your first time doing the run? She says she don't. She hurt. She. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah. So what? What's your name? Where are you from? Uh, Dana from Kill, Mississippi. Are you nervous? Uh, yes. <laughs> Anybody else first time on this bus? Oh, I got some hands raising around here. So that's my first time too. And my man right here, he said he got he got some tips for me. So what you got for me, bro? Uh, run your own race. Don't worry about what everybody else around is doing. Around you is doing, and make sure you drink a lot and eat a lot. Eat as much as you can. You as hear much that? your stomach will allow you to. Is he right? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so so he tells me that you hit you you kind of might hit a wall around uh, mile 21, 22. Anybody else feel that? Let me hit, make some noise, make some noise. Pretend you don't got no mask on. Come on, let's make some noise in here. <laughs> so so what's, the, what's the wall like, bro? Uh, it feels like you're drained. feels like you ain't got anything left in the tank. But uh -huh. if you trust your training, you know you do. Trust your training. I love that. Trust your training. So whatever your training was, you got to trust it, right? So uh, somebody told me that you will hate it. You will say that you hate this around mile 21. So you're right on the, on the money. <laughs> And I said, thanks for putting that into my head. You put that into my head, and now in mile 21, I'm going to sit here and hate it. But, but with, with your tips and strategies, we're not going to hate it, right? What's your name again? Dana. Dana, you're not going to hate mile 21. You're going to love it, right? I'm going to love it. <laughs> Y'all, thanks so much. That was cool, guys. Uh, my podcast is Keep Calm and Run to the Best You, the podcast. All right? One day we'll have a musical, a play, something like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> so let's go. All right, so Dylan just gave us some good practical tips, man. Uh, Dylan, nice to meet you, man. Where are you from? 
I am from Mississippi originally, but I live in Denver now. Okay, so how many how many uh, marathons have you done? I've done four fulls and four ultra marathons. Ultra, what's that? Fifty two. Uh, anything over thirty one miles is considered ultra. Nice, nice. Have you ever heard of a four by four by forty eight? It's, it's David Goggins, right? He's like, you know, yeah, bad behind, right? So, um, run four miles every four hours for 48 hours straight. Oh, man. And I'm from New Jersey, so I had to do it in March. And he did his uh, four by four by 48 in California. So, when you started the run, you had to start at the same time he did 8 p.m. West Coast time was 11 p.m. East Coast time. It was in March. It was like 19 degrees. 3 a.m. I had to run 3 a.m. <laughs> you know how tired you are right now on the bus? Yeah. So we had to get up in the morning and run four miles at 3 a.m. Um, I thought that was kind of harder than running a full marathon. Oh, no. It, it turned out to be like 48 miles or 50 mi- 52 miles, something like that. Well, you're going to see today how, how much difficult the, uh, the continuous effort is yeah. instead of getting your rest in every couple miles. But anything David Goggins says is going to be crazy. <laughs> <laughs> well, nice to meet you, man. I appreciate you. I have, appreciate a, have a great run. Good luck. Thanks. All right, guys. 15 minutes from showtime. I want to read just two more uh, lovely messages that I got. And the first one I want to read is from Lara from California when I said who do you want me to you know I'm running 26.2 which mile do you want me to run for you or whatever Lara said are there any miles where you could use extra encouragement to help maintain your positive I got this mindset that's the section we want because you've been that encouragement for us all this time so because you've been the encouragement for us all this time so as i looked at the map layer i seen uh miles 14 through 17 seems like a long stretch where you're just out in the boondock somewhere so you're going to be with me during those miles thank you so much lara for your comment and then i'm going to go to a text message that i got saturday night from none other than chris ballard 26.2 run the first third with your head be smart run the second third with your legs be strong run the last third with your heart be inspired and there's no other way to finish this section than with that powerful quote and i agree 1000 percent. and i thank you so much chris for sending that to me it meant the world and that's setting the tone for this whole race guys I wouldn't be here without you guys. Um, I hope you enjoyed that clip from the bus. It was a lot of fun. And now I have a new friend in Dylan from Mississippi. Shout out to you, man. Uh, Have a good race. I'll talk to you guys later. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning, my friends. It is Monday, January 10th. We're going to put a ribbon, put a little bow on this episode of the podcast as I give you my final takeaways of this amazing Run Disney experience. I don't know, I'm on my morning walk right now, so I'm alive, I'm breathing, and I'm able to walk this morning because honestly, it was real hard to walk yesterday after the event, all right? But, I just want to take you back to Friday real quick when I went to the expo 
if I didn't say this already, I was just so used to getting in line for the half marathon, you know, and it was so uh, funny or different. Like, oh, I don't have to walk over to that line. Here's the marathon line. Like, I didn't feel like I belonged there, you know. It was a truly, truly first-time experience for me. And it's been a long time since I ran my first race. I've only run one 10K, you know, just to get prepared for a half marathon. And when I ran my first half marathon in 2014, you know, I, I don't think I ever – I know I never had interest in running a marathon. And it was because I came to Disney that kind of put that little sparkle in me, you know, gave me that little pixie dust and that something like Tinkle Barrel just like hitting upside the head with something, you know, mainly, I guess it could be because of that competitive spirit and want that Mickey Mouse medal. So I finally got the Mickey Mouse medal, guys. Oh, in 2022, uh, 50 year anniversary. Sorry for the bus in the back. The metal is amazing. It's like a rose gold. You can spin it. It has Minnie Mouse on one side, Mickey on the other side. I like to thank my man Dylan for coming out and uh, talking with me on the podcast from Mississippi on the bus, man. Um, everything's an experience, brother. And uh, I hope you had a great run. I'm sure, for sure, going to send you this podcast, man, and let you know that this podcast wouldn't been complete without somebody, me interviewing somebody, and uh, you just happened to ask if this seat was available. And, you know, we, we were chilling, guys. We were hanging out all, you know, until it was basically time. He had to go, go to the medical tent to get something to prepare himself for the race. And so talking about preparing yourself for the race, you know, I visualized a lot of things. Someone told me that you hit the wall in mile 21. I'll get to that in a minute, but when Chris sent me this uh, motivation quote the night before, talking about 26 miles, you know, the first third, be smart, run with your mind, right? Um, I did that. I got into the corral with the pacer, was running with them. It was so crowded. It was so hard to move uh, because it was thousands of people there. And the streets were narrow, and then it would widen out to give us some room. But, man, it was real hard to practice the run, walk, run. We did it, though. You know, he was an official Jeff Galloway pacer. We did it. And But I think at some point, uh, because perhaps we were behind schedule, we were, we were in the corral to try to finish the race in four hours and 30 minutes. And I was feeling strong about that. I felt like at some point I, I might even left these guys, right, you know, arrogant thinking that I'm going to do something, you know what I mean? Believing in myself as it were. But uh, <laughs> I think at some point he started to go faster to make up for time. And I don't think that was smart. I think we actually, and when I say we, there was a lady, I never got her name. Uh, she was, she was so, she was so on point. I got up to her at one point, probably mile six or something, because we stayed with him for such a long time. And I was like, I'm mad at you, right? But then I said, I'm also happy for you because you are doing so good. You're like the teacher's pet. If I can't find him, I know that you're right by his side, right? 
Um, there's times I had to step off to the side for something. I went to the bathroom, got back in line, kept rolling, and uh, but I had to catch up, right? So um, she was she never left his side for the longest time. And then we we like it was like mile 13 or 14. We're beyond the half marathon point now. We're, we're going into that, you know, you know, the second. We're into the second third at this point, and I had to step off again. And that's when I never saw my pacer again. When I had to step off to the bathroom again, I never saw him after that, right? They, they left me. And eventually I saw her, you know? So she also felt that he was taking her faster than she anticipated. And therefore we both was doing our smart thing. She invited me to run with her. And I pro maybe I should have listened. Maybe I should have. Um, at that time, I, use my run walk intervals and I was doing 80 20 because that's what I had planned to do in the first place. Right. It wasn't until I got to the expo that I changed to 90 30. So therefore when I saw her, I was already in my zone of 80 20 and I was doing well with it. And she said, you're, you're more than welcome to run with us. It was her and another female and we're doing 60 30. And I was like, I'm already set to 80 20. Thanks though. And looking back at it, I kind of wish I did. Um, but I was I was gone. I passed them for many, many miles. But I don't know what mile it was, but she did end up passing me. And it was so beautiful because she put her hand on my back. She was all the way across the street. And at this time, I was struggling. She put her hand on my back and was like, you got this, buddy. You know, like, you just have no idea the little relationships that you make in a race line. That's going to come back and pay dividends later, right? Um, that was amazing. But when they say you hit the you hit the wall in mile uh, 20, 21, I really started to feel it around mile 19, maybe mile tw 19 and a half, 20 miles in. Um, it got it got really hard. It got really hard. And uh, that that wall for me lasted two miles like miles 19 through 21 or something like that was like the hardest miles i'm so sorry for all the noise guys i'm just recording this podcast i was going to wait until i got home to put this last clip together but uh i wanted to have this natural feel here at the park so i'll try to walk away from the uh all the, the noise that's happening in the background if y'all hear it so miles 19 through 21, uh, I, I could barely move. Like, honestly, I just wanted to curl up on the side of the road somewhere and just lay down, right? And I had to adjust my intervals a couple of times. And it, it, it seemed like nothing was working. Like, my, I saw some really lean athletes off to the side, stretching, trying to get cramps out of their hamstrings and stuff. So I, I, it wasn't like I was the only one. I mean, I, I refused to go off to the side and do any of that. Because once I stopped like that, I, it would have been a horrible moment to try to get started again. And although I practice the run, walk, run, right? I'm not running these races straight like some people do, right? I feel like I, I, I know what it's like to even break down from the run, walk, run, where you just hit this spot where you can't even run at all. You have to walk the whole way back. And I did not hit that. I did not do that. 
no matter what intervals that I end up switching to, I just stuck with it and I never had to like just quit and just say, and it, again, if you had to walk the, the rest of the way back, that there's no such thing as quitting when it comes to that. But I stayed with my rhythm. I stayed with my rhythm and I did not, in my mind, break down like four miles early and just had to walk the whole four miles back. I did not have to go to the side and work out any knots or anything. Yes, my calves were starting to cramp up. My groin was starting to feel it, right? But I kept rolling, right? But I am going to say to everybody right now, right here, right now, the main props, the main reason that helped me get through this event was the keep time and run to the best you program. We have our members, you know, all in our, in a, a exclusive private chat. And of course my members have my, my cell phone number. So I, what I'm about to say is kind of like twofold. I want you, if you're going to run a long distance race or any race, especially 5Ks, right? You don't need this during 5Ks, 10Ks, or whatever. Turn your notifications off because sometimes a text message could be like something negative that might throw your whole mental game off course. So if you're going to go to a race, like turn your, turn your, turn your notifications off and, and, and things like that, right? Turn, don't have the chimes and whistles going off, right? So with that being said, I had mine on, right? I bring my phone. I have a nice pair of uh, running shorts that has a pocket that the phone slides into, so I don't have any extra like belts or anything like that weighing me down. And I have the Apple device, and I have the uh, AirPod Pros. Now, with the AirPod Pros, Siri reads your text messages to you. Way back. A couple of years ago, when Danielle Celesty was running, I was checking in on her. She was running Chicago. I was checking in on her. I was sending her text messages. I was like, yeah, keep your head up. I was saying, you know, motivational, positive things to keep her going. And in mile 17, it was hard for her. It was terrible, right? So I, I wanted to coach her through that. Well, guess what? Fast forward to today, 2022, or, you know, yesterday, I was getting those text messages. And it was so encouraging for me. And to have Siri read those in my ear at the right time, man. Uh, Lisa Diaz, Joanne Rob, Joanna Robbins, Lisa Gallagher, uh, Melissa Southry. Uh, I don't want to forget anybody, but like they were blowing up the, the private chat, right? They were blowing that up. And I said to Ed, yeah, I'm saving, I was saving the best for last. Ed, and Chris, you guys were rock stars, rock solid. This medal is for, is for the team. Chris said, do it for the team. Like her stuff that she was saying was so powerful, so uplifting. And, and, and Ed, same thing. Like Ed sent me something from the Rocky movie. Like you might be up against the ropes right now, but you about to take Draco out. He was giving me stuff like that. He was hitting me with Mamba mentality. Uh, the crazy thing was Disney, Disney was, uh, they had the tracker thing going, but they were telling my, my, my people I was further along than I 
was. So I was getting messages like Mamba mentality. That meant Kobe Bryant was the Mamba. So I'm thinking I'm in mile 24. I'm doing good. I'm like, no, I'm not in mile 24. I'm in like mile 22.75. It had me like a mile and a quarter ahead. So they were getting excited. They were saying, you only got a mile to go. And that stuff was what was kind of killing me in that aspect, right? When I say sometimes you might want to run, you know, device free, maybe, maybe something like that. It was kind of throwing me off, but I needed every single one of those messages because it was a drag. It was a such, it was the most, it was a beautiful, beautiful, the most beautiful course, right? But to get 26.2 miles in Disney, it ain't all park, right? It's, it's uh, you know, the beautiful Epcot. You start out at Epcot, make your way in the dark, right? For those that's in corrals earlier, corrals like I was, it was, it was dark. You get to Magic Kingdom, you're running down, you're running down Main Street with the castle in front of you. Oh my gosh, that's so beautiful. Then you go into Tomorrowland, come back around through the castle, find your way back onto the highway in the park, right? And so we actually ran about five miles in Epcot. Then we head to Magic Kingdom, came out of there, and that was nothing but highway. And I was starting to get a little, like, it was getting tough. And Chris sent the message kind of at the right time. She was like, um, hold on to it. You got this. Don't think about how many miles you got. Think of just taking the scenery. The problem with that message at that particular time was the scenery was a poop plant. <laughs> Woo! Oh, man, that, that was, uh, I was warned about that, though. See, visualizing things. I talked to somebody at the expo, and they said that during this stretch right here, that's where the, um, the, the, the poop plant is. So I was like, great, great. And there's nothing around there, just straight streets, man. So that's why once you get to like mile 1920 and you've been running on like no scenery for a while, but I broke through the wall in mile 22 when we started heading through Animal Kingdom. Okay, so we got through Animal Kingdom. We end up went to we uh, end up running on a boardwalk at uh, uh, it was a beach. I forget the name of the beach. Blizzard Beach. We ran through Blizzard Beach and it was like a boardwalk on there. So it reminded me of home in Atlantic City. But man, again, Chris's uh, post, the things that she was texting me and it was playing in my ear and it was just like so inspiring, so motivational. So I, I can't, and then once again, I had to, um, I couldn't text people back too much. You know what I mean? Like I actually could have told Siri to respond to some of those, but I wanted to focus on the run. Um, but I did tell Ed, I said, Ed, tell the group I can't hear what they're saying to private text me. And they did, man. Like I said, you know, Lisa Diaz said, ain't no thing but a chicken wing coach. You got this. You're And other people, you were inspiring. And that, that kept me rolling, man, which leads me to what Chris said um, on the third one, right? Um, run the third of your mile, the third of your marathon with heart, be inspired. And they inspired the heck out of me. And that really, really brought me through the finish. From miles 22 to 25-ish, I was feeling strong. I, I started to get my groove back. The, the wall had been broken down. And now this is the part of the race where things started to mentally mess with you when, when 
your app is saying that you already hit a mile, you know, a mile marker. Basically, it felt as though that the, the race was just a little bit longer than 26.2. And a lot of different people said that on the GPS. So when you were running with your GPS and it's telling you that you're, you know, in mile 26 and yet you don't see the mile 26 marker, that's where I started to start to fall back into that, man, this is tough. I can't, I'm not, I just go and try to make it through the finish line. I, I didn't have that strong energy that I had when we entered Epcot. Oh, the fans, people just out there cheering, man. Those fans, man, you get so pumped and it takes your mind off of any kind of aches or pain. So I get through the finish line. I got my, I got my, um, I got, a, I, I jumped into that private exclusive chat someone actually uh, made it a phone call so i jumped in there showed them the video of me running across i should have just took the video because if they didn't see it they you know if they weren't on a call they wouldn't have seen it or may not even seen it at all because they could have been on a different screen so uh yeah i wish i took the video but i did came across the finish line saw my wife and kid on the other side of the fence man i was happy to see them of course and as I got my medal, the, the medical tent was like, sir, sir, come here. You need ice? You, you, you good? I guess the pain was all over me at that point. I sat down, got some ice on my shoulder. Guys, my shoulder was hurting like crazy, man. I'm, I'm a little muscular up top, you know, not, not, not a humble brag or anything like that. But, like, my shoulders were killing me. And once again, I like to say you don't, you don't run with just your legs. You got to run with your mind, your heart, your spirit, like Chris said, with that post. And you got to run with, uh, you know, you run with your whole body. It's not just your legs. Oh, I can't, I'll be remiss if I didn't mention Laura from California, who also, when Ed sent that message out, she private messaged me and said, Coach, we're right here with you, me and my son Leo. And I almost visualized them actually running next to me in that mile that I was in. So, um Speaking of the mile that I'm in, I, I'm going to end this podcast. I'm sorry if it feels like I'm dragging on. I, I'm just trying to give you this whole this whole experience. Uh, run the mile you're in is one of my favorite things that I like to remind myself. And Chris was hitting me up with that several times. Run the mile you're in. Ed Brown kept saying stuff like, you're doing good, coach. One foot in front of the other. That's what, that's what it's all about. Taking that first step, that second step, and just keep going, man. 26.2 miles. It's in the books. And I just got my walk-in the next day, and uh, we're going to make it a great week. And this is, this is a feather in the cap that I'm able to take everywhere. And last but not least, when I got through uh, the finish line, I was looking for my beer. There was no free beer. My wife bought me one, though. Shout out to the Lane City Marathon Series, baby. We give out free beer at the end, man. You deserve a free beer after all that. Woo! Ah. Man, thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you found it inspiring. And please do us a favor. Share, like it, share it, subscribe to the podcast, and share it with someone you love. And maybe I'll see you next year at Disney. If you need help, head over to the show notes and fill out the contact us form, and we can get on a call and set you up to the best you. Have a great day, everybody.